1: Hello my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash entitled people, where people truly believe the world revolves around them and nobody matters. And in today's episode, OP tells a tale where a granny Karen attacks him at the swimming pool for not obeying her. Guys, I hope you enjoy the stories today. Don't shake your heads too hard. And as always, story submissions can be sent right here. Let's dive in. So I work at a movie theater. Now, it's not the best job in the world, and not to mention I work with my ex, which really doesn't make it the best job in the world. On this day, I was working the stand, and I had a customer came up, and I said with a smile, hi, what can I get for you? The woman orders, and as she was paying, she said, hey, you look like you hate your job, you should smile more. To which I respond, eh, it could be better. And the woman looked taken aback a bit. So I hand her her order number, and then she walked off. And as I'm helping the next customer, I can see her in the corner of my eye talking to my manager. And a million thoughts just rushed into my head at this moment. I honestly don't know what I did. About 10 minutes after this, my supervisor comes up to me and says, Hey, so manager wants to see you at the bar. Now I did see this coming, so I go up to him, and he takes me into the office. That's when my manager says to me, Hey, I gotta be real with you here. I only brought you in here because that woman complained about you not enjoying your job, and she's been watching me since she complained, waiting for me to do something about you. Now you're not in trouble, I just wanted her to get off my ass, and I couldn't stop laughing. So it turns out, the woman made a complaint and said I look miserable at my job. And when my manager asked what I did to her due to me looking miserable, she said nothing, she just looks miserable. Why work a job where you deal with people when you look like that? My manager was like, okay, what do you want me to do about this? And she said she'd be emailing corporate. My manager then brought the general manager into the office, and he also starts laughing. He said he'll let corporate know what happened, even though nothing did happen, and then we laughed about it because she was absolutely crazy. They kept me in there for another 10 minutes, and they sent me on my way. When I came out, the woman was still by the bathroom, which was next to the office, just watching the door to the office. I didn't even look at her, I just went back to the kitchen. Some people, guys, like, let me get this straight. That Karen decided that OP looked like they hated their job, and then she complained to the manager to have OP reprimanded. Like, I'm pretty sure it's people like you, ma'am, who make employees miserable. It's kind of hard to smile at customers the rest of your shift when you come in and pull that BS on employees. Like, do you guys ever listen to these posts and wonder how people get like this? Like, like, who are these people? This happened a couple of days ago, and I still get really cross-thinking about it. So I bought four ballet tickets to see Cinderella, and suddenly one of my friends couldn't go. Instead of letting the ticket go to waste, I post on a local ballet forum that I had one spare ticket that I was offering for free. My post made it really clear that it was only one ticket. And given how it was only two hours before the show, I was happy to let it go for free. Even though full price, it would be about a hundred pounds. Well, a lady messages me saying that she would love to have it. So we arranged to meet in the front so I can hand her the ticket before the show, mentioning that she would be sat next to my group. So I'm waiting out front with my friends, and this lady in her 50s approaches with her husband. She then demands that I give her not one, but two tickets. She says to me, it's really rude to sell only one ticket. Nobody goes to the ballet alone. I told her I did make it clear that I only had one ticket. Besides, I'm not selling it. I'm giving it away. She then points at each person in our group individually, and she demands that we give up our seats for her husband. It was so bizarre, especially because they were nicely dressed, and they seemed really posh. Her husband really expected to go with her. At that point, we decide to just leave it and go inside, and she tried following us in, claiming that we stole her ticket. Eventually, the ushers did tell her to go away, but it was so weird. That's the last time I try to be nice by giving away free tickets. All I can say is, what the heck was she thinking, guys? And I'm cringing at the thought that she was pointing her fingers at OP's friends, asking which one of you will give up your seat for my husband. And honestly, the posh and rich people are often the most entitled and cheap of all. That's how some of them became rich. Like, I still can't believe she brought along her husband fully dressed, ready to go, and expected a ticket for him. Some people I tell ya. This story starts with the most infernal of devices at the gym. The treadmill. See, a friend of mine who's basically a professional gym rat told me, Dude, bro guy, you just gotta up your cardio game. And insist that half an hour on the treadmill every time I hit the gym would be a good plan. And here's a life pro tip. When someone addresses you as dude, bro guy, seek a second opinion. So I did the treadmill thing for a few weeks, and then I noticed that any time I went downhill, my knee was like, Hey, that hurts. Stop that which was a problem. And then it got worse. Stairs? Nope. So figuring knee pain isn't something one should ignore and hope it goes away, I met with my doctor. She promptly referred me to physical therapy and not a knee brace, like I was hoping. I met with a personal trainer lady. She did an exam, said my quads are wonk, and they need work. I also discovered where my quads are. I was told to not do a lot with my legs at the gym, other than bikes or swimming. All things being equal, I'll swim. A thing about me is I can swim, but I can't swim well for very long. It turns out that being out of breath and trying to get actual air in isn't as easy as it used to be. Especially when fat me is splashing water all around. Until my lungs catch up with the rest of me, I've adopted what I call the fatty twirl. How I currently swim is I do 4 or 5 strokes of freestyle, and then I roll onto my back and kick with my legs until I've got air in me. And then I roll back for more and pray that I haven't gotten close enough to the edge of the pool to smack my hand into it. I assume I'm doing well because the personal trainer lady hasn't given me any looks of disappointment. But that brings us to yesterday. Normally, I go in the morning, mostly in the interest of avoiding shrieking children while I'm trying to do my thing, but work was nutty, so I went later than I usually do. There were clumps of teenagers doing I don't know what, but they mostly just snickered to each other, and I minded my business. I wound up taking a lap lane right next to a grandmother in her 50s, who was apparently trying to teach her grandkid who was 10 years old how to swim properly. Now I didn't hear a whole lot, but I could tell the kid was splashing and coughing a lot, and this made grandma upset. I didn't really pay attention because it wasn't my business and there were lifeguards. I just wanted to get my laps done. While I was on an extended period of backfloat time, trying to catch my breath, I was ambushed by a pool noodle. The said noodle was applied directly to my face, and not gently. It was a hard whack. Now while it wasn't painful, a noodle to the noggin is quite startling. I believe the first words out of my mouth were, what the hell? I look up to see Grandma Karen wielding the noodle, and she was giving me a very stern look, followed by saying, watch your language, and you need to stop doing that. I then asked Grandma what it was I was doing that led her to believe that smacking me with a noodle was a good idea. Grandma Karen then informs me that I was swimming all stupid, and her grandson wanted to copy me, so I need to stop swimming right now. After I confirmed that was in fact why I was assaulted with a noodle, I suggested that she might have better luck in the kids part of the pool. You know, the one over there, far away from me. She then said she was fine right here. I was the one causing the problem. That I should not be here if I swam stupid like that. I replied by thanking her for her opinion and promptly resumed my swim. On my return lap, the woman stepped into my lane and she grabbed my ankle. Now, I don't know about the rest of you, but when I'm swimming and something grabs my leg, I instantly panic. I immediately start flailing and kicking, trying to free myself. Grandma got herself a nice adrenaline kick right on her forearm. I came up gasping for air, and I'm ready to start swinging. But I'm stopped by the shrieking sounds of grandma, wailing how I just broke her arm and that I was attacked by a random man and I do want to note that her arm was not in fact broken. Naturally, that's enough to get the lifeguards involved, none of whom were apparently paying attention before she started screaming. Two of them are lifting grandma out of the pool and trying to examine her arm while she's still wailing and flailing, screaming for police. A third is giving me crap for kicking another guest in the pool. At least, they started to, until I pointed out where the kicking happened and her grandson was. The poor kid had frozen in place with an expression of abject horror. Once they connect the dots, she realizes that I'm not the problem, and I tell her that I'm gonna go get changed, and then I'll identify myself to the front desk, because if I'm gonna get interrogated, I'd prefer to be clothed. So I did my thing, and by the time I showered and changed, there was a manager at the desk apologizing for what happened. They reviewed the tapes, and that woman's membership had been terminated. And he said he was very sorry and to please, please, please don't sue us. That was the best interrogation ever. Guys, I always love posts where people complain thinking others will take their side. And it totally backfires on them. And it's always funny reading about people hitting others and then screaming bloody murder when they're hit. And yes, hitting someone in the face with a pool noodle is assault, Karen. I might have gotten the police involved because I'm that petty. Okay, so right now, my own brother is threatening to sue me because my son took a figure from his collection. He's also threatening to get the police involved. Here's the story. So last week, my brother invited me and my family over for dinner. While we were there, my son asked to see my brother's collection of toys and figures. My brother spent a good deal of money on his collection, and from what I know, it's one of his biggest hobbies. Well, after dinner, we left, and everything seemed normal until yesterday. My brother calls me up furiously and told me that my little piece of crap stole something from his collection, and he needs to return it immediately. I honestly was upset at this, but if my son had taken something, that was wrong. Especially if it was from my own brother. Well, it turns out that my son slipped away during dinner, and he took a Boba Fett figure from his collection. He confirmed it because he has footage from his porch camera of him taking it out to our car. I was furious, and I took it from him. But here's the problem though. After I confirmed with my brother that it was his, I found out that my son had removed it from its packaging. Apparently the figure's worth almost $2,000 in its package and worth almost nothing out of it. So my brother broke down over the phone and he refused to take it back before hanging up. Well, my brother just called me again today and he said that he wanted me to pay for a replacement immediately or he'll get the police involved and sue me. I told him that I would help pay for one, but not fully. To which he said, that's not good enough. And hung up. I can't afford to pay him back right now. And if he does go to the police, I'm scared that my son will get arrested. He's only 15 years old. It was wrong of him to do, but I think my brother's overreacting. Okay guys, so reading this post, I really thought that OP's son was like, you know, 5, 6, 7 years old, which I kind of understood. But when OP said his son was 15 years old, that kid definitely knew better. He made a bad decision that day. So with that, OP does come back with a juicy update that says, So, I want to talk about something first before I get into the update. So many people who responded talked about me or my brother in a bad light. And with how I responded in the comments, it didn't really help the situation. I was also hit pretty hard for how I wasn't taking my brother into consideration when talking about the issue. So to give some context for this, me and my brother have never had a good relationship. We've never seen eye to eye, and after our father's death, he cut contact with me for a good amount of time. We're just too different in some senses. My brother's single, he's a nerdy guy who has no aspiration for family, while I'm the exact opposite. During our time apart, he began collecting old, nerdy things. And I won't lie, I never understood the appeal. It's his life though, and he can do what he wants. So when my son stole and damaged his property, I didn't see how it was valuable to him, and I discounted it. So when he asked for the $2,000 to fix it, I really didn't feel like it was worth it. Was this wrong of me? Maybe, but I don't feel bad about defending my son. I only feel bad that I discounted my brother in the process. So after all was said and done, my family had pretty much been thrown into chaos. I had no idea what I was going to do, and after talking with my wife, we decided that we have to take many of your advice and have my son pay him back. We collected all the non-essentials he had and planned to sell them to raise funds. During this time, I got back in contact with my brother, and he wanted to talk this out to make sure this did not end badly. I offered to pay in full. My brother says he plans to not sue us. His renter's insurance apparently is willing to pay him the value he's listed. But he would need to file a police report to get it. At first, we agreed not to go down that road and to simply pay him the value of it or find a replacement if he could get it cheaper. This was the plan until last night. So during the process of taking his things away, my wife found a conversation he had with a friend over the internet. It turns out my son stole the figure to sell. He had googled it while we were at my brother's house and he found out how much it was worth and he bragged to a friend that he was gonna steal it and sell it at a pawn shop. But what he didn't realize is that taking it out of the package would ruin the value of it. So he ripped it out to hide it in the car better. Suffice to say, I'm not happy about this and I won't elaborate on this very much more. But me and my wife have decided that what's best for all of us is we let him face the consequences of this. My brother's going to file a police report and collect the money from insurance. Some may say this is a bit harsh, but honestly, I think this might be for the best in the end. The way my son actively stole from family to make a profit worries me. And I believe the only option that I can live with myself making is this. I will stand by my son until the end, but he needs to learn now before he's an adult. So yeah, like I said guys, a 15-year-old should know better, and I hope with getting the cops involved, he learns his lesson. It also sounds to me like the kid might be taking after good old dad there, because... The way that OP describes his brother as nerdy, single, doesn't care about family, collects figurines, all that stuff... No wonder the kid had no respect for his uncle. Like, if that's how OP sees his brother, I'm not surprised the uncle went no contact for a long time. So a little context. My family is a pretty well-off family. My mom and dad own a lot of land for their business, and they're able to send me and my two siblings to a local international school. The majority of the land they bought were in my mother's name because of a stupid reason totally unrelated to this story. Remember this point. My mom, however, passed away with a brain tumor before I could even finish high school. Before she passed away, dad felt that conflicts regarding inheritance would occur, so he tries to clear everything and transferred the inheritance into the name of him, me, and my siblings. Now, as you probably all know, where there's a lot of inheritance involved, your family's about to get busy. Enter the entitled grandma, my deceased mom's mother. There weren't really any issues to begin with. My dad promised to let my grandma stay in the home that he and my mom built. The home was registered in my dad's name. He even provided her a monthly payment of approximately $650 US, which might not sound much, but in my country, that's enough to live comfortably, considering she's not responsible for rent and other bills. Everything apart from some minor stupid inheritance claims here and there, she seemed fine for about three years. The fourth year is when crap goes down. Around that time, I was doing a master's degree in the UK, my sister was doing an undergraduate in Australia, and my younger brother is about to graduate high school. As it's always been both my parents' goal to send us abroad for education, you could pretty much guess the financial burden my dad has now. My grandma, however, decides that it's none of her concern, and she decides to sue us for everything. Apparently, according to the lawsuit document, she's entitled to all the land that's registered to my mom's name, prior to her signing it off. She's also entitled to the house my dad's letting her live in, along with stuff worth over millions of dollars in USD. Now you might be thinking, what, didn't your mom sign the inheritance document? This is where it gets more effed up. Despite my dad sending mom to be treated in one of the best and most expensive private hospitals in the country, and splurging nearly a million dollars in medical treatment, my grandma claims, quote, This is the person that has attempted to indirectly murder my daughter and intends to hog the inheritance to himself. She also blurts out excuses like he tricked her while she wasn't in a fully conscious state. And she even went as far as to say he intentionally instructed the doctors to not fully treat my daughter. And what makes my blood boil even more is that grandma doesn't care about the fact that me and my siblings, her grandkids, are still financially dependent on my dad for our education and livelihood. And she still wanted to put my dad in jail on the charges of inheritance scam. The details of the lawsuit and stuff is complicated, but just to give you a summary, my dad has the upper hand. As all the documents have been legally signed, and the patient documents did not support any of her stupid claims. He, however, decided to settle the lawsuit in court by saying he'll pay her $500,000 in cash, also allowing her to stay in that home for the rest of her life and allow her to collect rent on one of my dad's small condos for the rest of her life also. This is on the condition that grandma cuts all family ties with us and she'll never bring the issue of inheritance to court ever again. When I asked my dad why he decided to settle by giving grandma money, even though she filed a lawsuit against him, he simply told me, Your mom loved grandma very much, and I promised your mother that I would never hurt her. So here's the aftermath. The lawsuit was settled about a year ago. If you're wondering what happened after, my mom's family is a complete mess. The last I heard, grandma's burnt through all the money, and now she's receiving threats from her relatives because they wanted to share. Now she's begging to see us grandkids that she loves so much. Talk about... Guys, I have said it once and I'll say it again, money often brings out the worst in people, especially family members. And Ophi's father sounds like a wonderful man though, to respect his late wife's wishes, to always respect her mother, even after grandma pulled the stunt like that, is amazing. And guys, how many of you think grandma wants to get in contact with the grandkids she loves so much, to try to squeeze some more money out of that family? Leeches will always be leeches, my friends. And that brings us to another end of our Slash Entitled People. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's super entitled stories. I hope you didn't shake your heads too hard. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, I'll link it right here. An insane Karen demands OP's husband serve and obey her because apparently customers own employees. Guys, go give it a listen if you missed it. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you.